0: Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. On this week's episode, I talk to Jamie Schoolcraft about how he got into making coins, a machine shop in a Las Vegas hotel room, and his relationship with Dean Dill. Also, Nick Capo drops in to tell me about the effect Eternity. But first, each week a magician joins me for the top five under five when a different magician gives me their top five tricks in under five minutes. This week, Dalton Wayne tells me his top five tricks for bars and clubs. Dalton, thanks for joining me for the top five under five. Uh, You do a whole bunch of magic in like bars and clubs and stuff. Uh, So why don't you give me your top five tricks that you would do in a club?
1: Yeah, so I go out a lot. I try to go out almost every night because I love doing magic around energetic people and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So around clubs and bars, uh, it's very, very loud. So you want magic that almost speaks for itself, not like this full three phase routine,
0: where you don't need like to like a whole bunch of talking, like super visual, 100%. almost Instagram style stuff, exactly. but like that works Important. in real life. Yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. so hit me with number five. So
1: um, there are no lists of importance or whatever. So okay. I'm just not so this is this, this is top, is top my five, real but set, there's
0: though. no like there's no order no, of importance here.
1: This is my real stuff I do though. Okay. Uh This one's gonna be obvious. Double cross. Oh, it's sick trick. It's, it's amazing hyped up for a reason it's yeah. worth all the hype it's so good um yeah if you're listening you already know what it is it's worth it definitely yeah. get it i've gone through like five of them and i've lost everyone but then i have to get another one because it's worth it i do time.
0: i do double cross in corporate sets i mean it's it's a really strong trick for all yeah. kinds of areas i 100%. totally understand what's on your list
1: definitely when everyone has access at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. uh next one is break it's a trick that kind of went under the radar what was uh, what's break so break was uh, put over at Theory 11, mm-hmm. and uh, you borrow a penny, you break it in half, you then have them examine the spectator, both sides of the penny, they can't break it, and then you break it even more. That's crazy. So it's just a demonstration of strength. And again, it's just so visual. You yeah. don't need to say one word. That's, uh, for itself. That's,
0: that's an amazing idea.
1: Yeah, it's great. And it's with borrowed objects. And uh, a and, uh, funny point is, everything on this list, there's only one card trick.
0: Can they sign the penny?
1: They can. That's completely epic. signed, borrowed, and it's by Day. He's the guy who makes them. It's oh, that's, a that's right. He's a genius with gimmicks. Okay,
0: break, excellent. <coughs> awesome. Yeah, for to Check it out. All right, uh, number three
1: next is uh, another Sharpie trick, smoke. Um, that's a uh, where you produce smoke out of your mouth anytime you want.
0: Oh, that's the smoke device that's built mm. into like a permanent marker.
1: Yeah, which there's so many smoke devices on this market. This is still my favorite. I've used every smoke device, smoke is still. My, the same one I bought years ago still works. It's still great. You can add it to. Even any of the tricks I'm naming now on this list, mm-hmm. you can add smoke to it. Oh, yeah. It's just a great utility. And device. like
0: the thing is for anyone listening to this who's like, oh, smoke is cliched and like whatever, like, yes, maybe in the magic community, but smoke is money in the bank for oh lay people. I use smoke uh, devices for just for a coin vanish, and people lose their mind. They think dude. I'm like the Michael Bay of magic. Or exactly.
1: Something. When you add these special effects, even dude, when you take a step back and add smoke to even mentalism, which yeah. is a non-visual thing, adding like I this is with a different smoke device where you're like, okay, Sarah, think of think of this idea, think of this name. You put your hand behind their head and, and they start seeing smoke come off. Yeah. It's just oh adds a whole nother layer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's uh it was th- that's three, so let's go two, number two.
1: Uh next one is uh the only card trick in this list, but it's great because they keep it it's lit by Dan Haas and oh, Dan White. That is
0: such a good effect. Yeah.
1: So good. But uh, didn't
0: didn't Dan White do that on the tonight show?
1: I think he, yes, he did. But I mean, if it's strong enough he to did. do on like, yep. on the, the Jimmy Channel. Yeah. yeah. It's good, man. It starts off with just, oh, match flies back in the matchbook. Boom, tricks done. They open the match. Now the card is the yeah. matchbook. It's a hybrid. It's just insane. And then they get to keep it.
0: Because it, it's, it, it's so strong because it's an impossible yeah. object. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you create an impossible object and give it to them that they can walk away with and keep forever. I and mean, it's not like a signed card because, like, people will throw away signed cards, but they won't throw yeah, away impossible yeah, objects. Yeah, exactly.
1: They won't, as much as we like to push it, people mm. aren't like, oh, I kept my King of Spades for 10 years. Yeah. No, but if it's a, this new thing they've never seen, it's a matchbook folded up, but it's actually a playing card at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I would keep that if someone made that for me.
0: All right. Lit by Dan Haas and Dan White. Yeah. It is a solid effect. All right. Number one, what's your, what's your number one <laughs> club trick? Club Okay, kid. so,
1: Club Kid, hashtag Club Kid. So, um, the last one on this list, I'm going to self-promote it because it's my own. Okay. But it is a really, really good opener if you do card tricks. I put out this TNR, it's in my P1 lecture, and I released it as its own download back on Theory 11 a long time ago. But it's called Tab. It's, uh, you oh. show a box of cards. Yes. The tabs get in the way when you're about to take the cards out, you rip it off, then you realize that cards can slip out easily, then you easily restore it. And I love it because, again, you don't have to say anything. You yeah. rip it. You restore it. And the cool thing is, like, I know it's, I'm hyping it up even more, but it can't look any better. No, I've seen you,
0: know you know do I mean? this. It looks really Thank good. You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so. I'd almost forgotten about it until you just said it right now. Like, yeah. it's, that's a really solid effect.
1: Yeah, it's a great little opener to do with your cards because, um, you know, the more and more I do magic out in clubs and stuff, the less I want to take the cards out. Because when you're doing magic with bills, whatever, smoke, mm-hmm. or... Yeah. sharpies, axes, whatever. You're this cool magician. When you take out cards, you still are very cool, but now you're the magician. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: I don't know how to explain it. It's like a, it's creating like a magical atmosphere rather than just doing like a couple of tricks.
1: Yeah. So, but when you take out the deck and do something with it before you take the cards out, I think that you establishes yourself more as a magician, if that makes sense. You're doing something other than just with the cards.
0: That's awesome, man. Thanks for yeah. joining me for the top five under five.
1: Yeah, man. The great stuff. Thanks for having me.
0: used to be one of the best kept secrets in coin magic and now he's known around the world as one of the premier trick coin manufacturers at magic live i sat down with jamie schoolcraft and now you get to join our conversation i got
2: started i guess at the right time because there's Mm -hmm. i've seen guys come and go Mm -hmm. you know i've seen i think in the early years i saw at least five to six companies open up and then fold mm-hmm. up yeah in my first opening years and I just was
0: able to it's like such a specialized thing making really coin gaffs because yeah. like, I know Johnson was my first show and Johnson's like a weird story because they're, they're an aircraft manufacturing company or something yes. like that yeah, and so they, they, they do own... all
2: kinds of widgets and things like that yeah.
0: mm-hmm. but the individual coin makers and there's more and more cropping up but yeah. it's you like you guys all must like learn it individually or something. We like
2: do. That. Or at least I did. Yeah. Um, I didn't have anybody um, teaching me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was pretty much all self-taught. Um, you, have back, you have a background in machining though. No, no, no. I just like building stuff, so I just figure stuff out. Wow. Super fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, you were telling me a story that you were here at Magic Live a few years ago, because we are here at Magic Live. Right? Yeah, know, yeah, as as yeah. Know. But you had set up a mobile machine shop in your hotel room?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I was, um, and I did it for fun, just mm-hmm. to be different. Yeah. So I had a portable shop set up in my hotel room. Felt like when we were toting in these... Like they were giant <laughs> Tupperware containers with machinery in them. I felt like Ocean's Eleven. Man, we're driving all these <laughs> this equipment through the through the hotel room, and and you could almost hear the music in your head, dun, yeah. dun, dun, you know, <laughs> as we're toting these machines. It was, I, um,
0: I, had to- I I I muled more than 200 pounds of gear here myself for penguin magic i can't imagine the weight that you brought yeah it
2: was it was super funny and then draped um i had a bunch of painter's tarps yeah so we laid all these painter tarps all (laughs) i laid all the painter tarps um over the desk so i had a place to sit one of the machines so that caught all the metal chips yeah i was machining and, um, yeah, I had a whole – and so I was literally – I was taking orders downstairs, and I was building them at night Whoa. and delivering them the next day. Yeah.
0: That, wow. I, I can't, Super fun. I can't imagine, like – Walking into a uh, a magic convention, into the dealership room, and be like, "Can you make me a coin gaff?" And then getting it the coin next gaffs time. to go, coin gaffs to go. <laughs> <This is laughs> it was almost like uh, fast food delivery. Yeah. It was crazy, and um, but that was that was also the year that like uh, a lot of people like really found out about you. Yeah, the, it was year. like uh,
2: that's when people really found out because I've been doing this since um, I think mid 90s. I I was in like 95, 96 and Mm -hmm. I was making all the gimmicks for Dean Dill Mm -hmm. and uh, continued that until about 2001 and people Mm -hmm. started hearing little things. But this convention, I'm pretty sure I'm not 100% on the year. Mm -hmm. I think it was 2004. Mm -hmm. It was the year David Blaine was um, Yeah. The
0: It it was like a guest of honor. Yeah. 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 Um, Mm -hmm.
2: And I'd never met him. I've done some Mm -hmm. work indirectly Yeah. um, for him and Talked to Michael Weber and said, oh, I'd really love to meet him. He says, oh, dude, he'd love to meet you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I says, well, you know, I've got a machine set up in my hotel room. It's blue and and uh, it's like a little shop, so I'm making the stuff. If yeah. he ever wants to come up or whatever, you can yeah. check it out. And he's, said, I think he would love to. <laughs> so he goes over and talks to me. He goes, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. So this whole group of guys mm-hmm. goes upstairs. I, I'll probably – Forget some of the names, but I,
0: I'm sure none of them will be offended because that must yeah, have been like a wild time for it, you.
2: It was my head was like spinning because here yeah. I am walking down the hallway talking to David Blaine yeah. back in the day. Yeah, David Blaine, you know, he's still amazing, but it was like a whole he, he was life, like he was he, the guy he, at he the time, he was the guy. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm like literally shaking. and called my wife and she's like, <laughs> calm down, <Yeah. laughs> you know. So we all uh, get into the room and I, I get set up. And I'm making the gimmicks, and we're all talking. I think Bill Kalush was there, David Blaine, Michael Weber, Phil Vericchio, um, uh, Der- Derek Hughes, um, uh, uh, Doug McKenzie. Um, it's like a it's, yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah. So then, uh, Which David is, Blaine yeah. has his phone ring. Yeah, And he goes, hold hold on a second. And he's talking on the phone. And he goes, I don't know. I'll check. Let me ask. And he goes, hey, um, Penn and Teller are filming a documentary on the history of magic. And they said, hey, uh, would it be all right if they came up? And I'm like, what? No, no. The place is too full for Penn and Teller. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you're joking right now. No, no. They want to come up. So next thing you know, this whole crew. Uh, Penn Teller is why it was it was amazing yeah so we all went in there and um, I I asked if I could get pictures I got pictures of a good majority if not all of them yeah. with goggles on at one of my machines um, and then they continued with this discussion of magic and theory mm-hmm. that was incredible and to be in this room with mm-hmm. the some of the greatest minds in magic was just
0: it was amazing yeah you know, it's it's wild because you know this is my very first magic live and i'm just like walking around and, and meeting and seeing like my heroes and it's just, oh, yeah. I know, like and that's like a common occurrence here uh at, at this convention but yeah. that must have been because that's a private like you're in oh, a room with these guys i
2: was it, literally guys that i've studied their work and mm-hmm. read their books and now they call me and have me make stuff for them it's just such an honor and such a i'm i feel so blessed to be able to do some of the stuff that i'm able to do for people it's just crazy
0: well and your your gifts are really beautiful i mean really really pretty really well designed and manufactured uh, so and you got so you got started making gaffs like with hanging out with Dean Dill. Right? Yeah, it's, it's interesting how that even. Happened. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the Penguin Magic Podcast is sponsored by Eternity from Emron Riaz. Nick Lacapo gives me a heads up on this amazing effect. Hey Nick, uh, but two months ago you and I were down at the Winter Carnival of Magic, and you hipped me to some trick that was coming out. Oh, it was the it had the metal engraving. What was that?
3: <laughs> this trick is awesome. Uh, it's called Eternity. It's from Emron Riaz from uh, New York. He's a great metalist out there. Um, this is, this is a, a utility device that allows you to make engravings into metal in real time. Uh, during your performance. We're talking about like Koran medallion style stuff. You're familiar with Koran medallions routine. I'm yeah. yeah.
0: We're like you like someone like names a number and then you open up this box and the medallion's got the number already written on it. Mm-hmm. But you did this and the medallion was on your keychain, Right. Like, right. I was holding onto it the whole
3: time. Yeah. So this is the first time that there's been something accessible to the close up performer uh, so that you, typically these routines that we're talking about here, you have to use them on stage uh, and then there's some other other layers of deception going on. This is a real engraving into a medallion that can be delivered. And when I say delivered, I mean it's like you can secretly attach it to your keychain, your necklace, or maybe something that's hidden. I know... Um, uh, John Archer's got this fantastic routine called Collared that a lot of guys have been telling me they've been using Eternity for as well, oh. right? Where you can put it around the necklace of uh, or the collar of a you know your pet. Yeah, uh, super cool. So it's it it allows you to take any information, secret or openly known information, engrave it onto a medallion and put it someplace where it shouldn't be. And you just I mean. You know predictions are what most people close their shows with, yeah right, and it's because they get amazing reactions an engraved prediction next level reaction, yeah, just because it's totally impossible
0: that was eternity
3: yeah that's eternity that's uh, nobody it's it just it's fairly new and uh it's man it needs to be in your in your repertoire now it really does
0: So, and you got so you got started making gaffes like with hanging out with Dean Dill right? yeah it it's interesting how that even happened yeah um, yeah how did that happen cuz i knew you guys were were friends and cuz yeah. i mean like the mm-hmm. dean set and all that stuff but i do, i don't know the story of how you two oh, connected um
2: i met through um Doug Malloy i used to okay. work with Doug Malloy years and years ago mm-hmm. and um I got into coin magic, and he says, "Oh, you got to see Dean's coin magic; it's mm. amazing." So I met Dean, and I always, I always like building stuff. So I actually started out gaffing cards, and really gaffing all kinds of different things. Just always, the more intricate, the mm-hmm. more I could build something, the more I could do it. Um, do you, do you still gaff cards? Occasionally, Occasionally, just for fun. You yeah. know, I went through gaff to the hilt and made everything in the book just for fun. <laughs> Just because I like craft time. Yeah. So every week I would go to Dean's shop, Mm -hmm. um, show him uh, something new that I made. He he was like always, okay, what's new this week, Jamie? You know, and and I get to meet all these incredible magicians there. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, he says, man, I really wish you could make this. And Mm -hmm. he had this little coca Bolo wooden machine container and he Mm -hmm. popped it open. And Mm -hmm. uh, inside was this set of coins called Explosion.
0: Oh, yeah. Which is. It's if you've amazing. never seen explosion, it just it's oh, it's amazing. It'll turn your mind inside out the first time you see it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 and
2: he 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 demoed the trick for me, and I go, like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then he showed me the set. Yeah. And he says, oh man, I wish you could do that. I said, I could do it. Yeah. I says, I just don't have the machines to do it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, can you get the machines? I says, yeah, yeah. I know what it would take. It would take me a couple tries, but I know I could do it. Yeah. And um, he said, well can you afford the machines? I said, I don't have that kind of money right now. And he says, well, how much is it? And I says, let me do some research. So I called him, told him how much. And he says, can you afford half? He says, yeah. And he says, don't mess with me. And I says, what do you mean? He says, I'll go in halves, we'll be partners. So he bought half of the first batch of tools that I needed to make these gimmicks. Mm -hmm. And we were like, partners yeah and as time go went by i, I got better mm-hmm. and better and the stuff got better and the shop mm-hmm. started growing and i said okay we need another and he goes and then mm-hmm. one day came and he says all right jamie he says i gotta let you go he says i wanted to keep you hidden and all mm-hmm. to myself but he says the time's gone you just keep the whole shop so he gave me his half wow. um and he says but the deal is is you know you still yeah. get to make you got to make this explosion set for what we have agreed upon and, yeah. and 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 continue to do that and continue to make me whatever gimmicks, coin gimmicks I need. And I said, yeah. done. And um, that's how I got started. And it just got bigger and
0: bigger and bigger. What, and a, generous, what a generous guy. The Dean, more I hear about Dean. I, oh, you have no idea. My biggest regret oh. was when I was living in Los Angeles. I never got down to his oh. barbershop in San Diego. And it was always like, oh, I'll get down there. I'll get down there. But it was just. You know, it's like people live in Los Angeles for years and never go to Disney World.
2: Cause yeah, like, yeah,
0: I'll get there, yeah. but and I never got to meet Dean. I was, oh, but the more, dude, every miss story that, man. yeah, every day. His So did you? Uh, I didn't mean to turn this into like a big Dean deal. Oh thing, yeah, yeah. But no, like, no. You made a lot he, of gimmicks
2: he's, for him. He's he made me who I am. He put yeah. me on the map. Nobody, yeah. would nobody would know who I am. Nobody would know who I. Am. Nobody. Would who I am. nobody would, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I make some gimmicks, and a couple of guys would find out about me, but nobody mm-hmm. know. The way it happened,
0: it just blew up. So is there any new gimmicks that you were sort of announcing at Magic Live or that you're Um, like working on that it's going to come out?
2: Nothing like earth shattering new. It's just some new products that I added and and they're not like new, new. Like Mm -hmm. I
0: I made a set of um, the Coins of Ishtar. Okay. Um, can is, you we, describe that? Because uh, So I'm not terribly conversant in, oh, in coin magic, and yeah. some of our listeners may not have any idea what it is, but can you describe the Coins of Ishtar?
2: Well, Coins of Ishtar, it's a, it's a gaff coin set, mm-hmm. or a set of coins that you can use to do several routines that are in this book. The mm-hmm. book was by Jules DeBarros. I don't know the exact dates. Mm-hmm. Um, the book was printed way, way back. Mm-hmm. Um, I just made the gimmicks, mm-hmm. and...
0: Um, What's like the, the main effect it, that you would do? It, like from, it's
2: from three. Um, there's a couple of them, but yeah. uh, it's basically uh, the the set involves uh, two copper coins, uh, two silver coins, and then two gimmick coins. And the two gimmick coins are two copper silver coins, okay. and they have opposing heads and tails, and um, mm-hmm. just how you maneuver them. And I think it's yeah. done on a on a on a on a mat. But okay. I, I made the set by a friend's recommendation, and mm-hmm. then got the book and. Shame on me! I haven't learned the routine yet. So, um, yeah, no, I just made this set of coins and it literally made the first run a couple of days ago mm-hmm. of them, and they came out really, really nice. Excellent. And I've um, aged them and and things yeah. like that. I have some really neat stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, um, that are some of it's not even necessarily coin related. A lot of handmade, really? one of stuff. It's going to have um, inlays and things like that because I also started making. About two years ago,
0: um, custom pool cues. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's interesting because there's a a lot of makers like sort of like do a kind of stuff, and then you you find out a lot of people end up going around and making pool cues. Like, like <laughs> I always knew like Joe Porper's like stuff. Yeah. From like you know his magic stuff, and then I, I much later I find out his pool cue line is a whole separate thing. Yeah, so,
2: he actually made the Porper case. I mean, yeah. The
0: pool pool
2: case. I knew about that before I met Joe. Yeah.
0: So uh, so you're a big
2: pool player, presumably. Yeah, I love pool. Pool. Making your own cues is like a no brainer. Well, it was always something that I wanted to do. I Mm -hmm. just the only reason I started making them is because I wanted one pool cue that was custom that Mm -hmm. I made, so Mm -hmm. I could play with a pool cue that I made, Mm -hmm. and it just happens to play really, really good. Any any magic pool cues coming out? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could figure out a trick with them. I actually used i I did. Um, back in the days of hanging mm-hmm. out with Dean, he had a. We came up with a, a routine where, mm-hmm. um, it was a three card monty routine, and yeah. instead of um, instead of having playing cards on the other side, mm-hmm. it was a picture of a an eight ball. Yeah. So it was follow the eight ball, mm-hmm. and I as a wand, I had a miniature pool cue that screwed together, and yeah. we had this pattern of a, a trick shot, and it would do all these things, and it was three. It's a three card money routine that used a paperclip. And then you eventually just start eliminating cards, eliminating the box Mm -hmm. where it's just one thing left. And then at the end, when you pull the paperclip off the card, you Mm said the paperclip held the eight ball. And then when you pull the paperclip off the card, the eight ball falls off of the card and it's a real eight ball. And you turn it over and the card was blank.
0: That sounds awesome.
2: It was super fun. Yeah. It was was one of my favorite uh, routines to do when I was doing
0: restaurants. Well, Jamie Schoolcraft, thanks for sitting down with me, and thanks for that amazing story. And if you're listening to this, you need to check out the the gaffs from from Schoolcraft because oh, they're re- they're really beautiful and really fantastic gaffes. I mean, it's it's I. I I hope one day to own a, a set of my own. So oh, I'm okay. sure you will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a dark, dark
2: road. Everybody that does, they go down that rabbit yeah. hole, and they got to take out mortgage on their house. Well, I'll let you go because I know the
0: dealer's room is about to open. So you got to get down there All and, right, and take care of stuff. Thank you very much. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks again to Jamie Schoolcraft for sitting down with me, and thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. We are a weekly podcast, and I'm going to be having great conversations with your favorite magicians as they come through the P3 Magic Theater. I'm also going to be previewing new products and new downloads. This podcast is your sneak peek behind the scenes at the P3 Magic Studios. If you have any questions or comments on this week's episode, hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. Thanks again for listening. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform.